the knowledge of God that can put you in the first resurrection, you're blessed. You really are blessed. Because there's so many things that have been brought into the church and unbelief is what kills a person. And they don't even know it's unbelief because we are not taught. See, and we know nothing hardly about the devil. I know that there's an enemy that's, um, that's working to destroy you. You don't even know an enemy is, is trying to, a supernatural being wants to destroy you. You believe that, oh, everything is fine. I'm fine. I'm on my way to heaven. Well, there's a, there's a, a supernatural being that's called the devil that wants to destroy you. And he attacks you and he's wiser than you are. Really is. He's wiser than you are. Only, only through the knowledge of God that we become wiser than him. See, this being um, in Ezekiel that tells you that he's wiser than Daniel. There's wiser. Have you ever heard that scripture? Ezekiel, what was it? Is it 21 or is it? Well, you could find that where this being that's called Satan, that is wiser than, um, than Daniel. It's in Ezekiel. See, and unless you know this enemy, how wise he is, you, you won't even understand. Because uh, someone can come and he, he comes as an angel of light. And there are many ways that uh, uh, the devil approach you. Many, many ways. See, the devil, the devil can come in many, many forms and, uh, and deceive you unless you have a knowledge of the word of God. Which uh, most, uh, most of, you find it? Most, where? Ezekiel. Yeah, look at Ezekiel. You want to just look there for a while? What, uh, uh, what you're fighting against. And you said, oh, you remember that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I never even thought I was going to go to the scripture here. But quickly, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against uh, principalities. Yes. Um, uh, Ezekiel, go, go to verse 1. Put, brother, uh, put it up to verse 1. Okay, I want you to look at it. See if that's the word of God. See what you're fighting. You're not fighting... Flesh and blood. The person that that's beside you, that's not who you're fighting. But the devil, you use them. The devil can use them, okay, uh, to fight you or to hinder you or to discourage you or to pull you away from God. So, and you think he's just your normal uh, friend or brother or cousin. No, the devil gets in them and use and know your weakness and begin to pull on you and to get you away from God. But look at look how wise he is. You can't depend on your strength. Uh, you need a church. You need a, a church with the word of God. But here it is. The word of the Lord came again unto me saying. The what? What came unto you? The word of the Lord came unto me saying. That's what you need. And here's what it says. Let's find out what the word of God says. Not what I say. Son of man. Say unto the prince of Tyrus. Thus said the Lord God. Because thine heart is lifted up. See. The heart is prideful, lifted up, and you don't even know. Because thine heart is lifted up. Um, uh, and because uh, thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man and not God. Though thou set thine heart, as the heart of God. This a lot, a lot that goes there. Okay, I'm just kind of passing through right there. But go to verse three. Says, no, no, it's describing a being. You tell me one, one being that was wiser or that is wiser than Daniel. Tell me one being. Okay? But here it is. This supernatural being. You know how, how wise Daniel was. Daniel went to bed and and got the king's dream. Okay, you remember. When the king had a dream and he, he forgot and uh, he was going to kill all the wise men, they went to bed, prayed and went to bed and God gave him the same dream. That's what God did. Daniel dreamt the same dream and got plus he got the interpretation of the dream. So he woke up and he told his, his friends and then he went in and told the king what dream he had. That's exactly what God did. Replay the dream for Daniel. But now here... Uh, here is a being that is wiser than Daniel. Now you go into the book of Daniel and you see how, how wise Daniel was. 
Okay, very, very wise. And Daniel was so wise that they said he was a dissolver of doubts. Uh, uh, you have a problem, Daniel could solve it. You have, you have a, something that you couldn't understand, Daniel knew. Have a dream, no matter what it was, Daniel had that. He was wise. And yet there was a being, okay, that's wiser than Daniel. And that's the being that you're fighting. That's the being that's opposing you. And, and you and I, we're not, we're not wiser than Daniel. But here is a being that's wiser than Daniel. And he's our enemy. God help us. The only way that we can overcome him is through Christ. It's through the name of Jesus Christ. There's no other way. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. That, there, there's no other way. If you think you can overcome the devil, he deceived you because he's there. And yet you don't even know that he's there. He's tempting you and you don't even know he's tempting you. He's pulling you down and you don't even know that he's pulling you down unless you have discerning. Okay? So here he says that thou art wiser than Daniel. No, you need to, if you study Daniel and begin to pray and say, my God, this man was wise. Daniel was very, very wise. And yet, and yet here was a being that was wiser than Daniel. And then he goes on. Here's what he says. There is no secret. Let that get in your heart. There is no secret that they can hide from thee. Even if you're in the your your if you're locked away in your closet and you say something, you know you don't want nobody to hear you. You get in your closet with your cell phone, you're talking, the, the person in the next room can't hear you, but there's a being called Satan that hears you. And you can't hide from him. You're driving down in your car and you talking or whatever you're doing. He knows what you're saying. He hears what you're saying. And he's got an answer for it. He's wiser than Daniel. That's one. Plus, there's no secret. You know, we, we like to have secret. And you go in and you discuss little private thing with your best friend. Or your husband or whoever it might be. You're talking with them and you figure, oh, <laughs> that's covered. Nobody knows. Yes. Somebody knows. And the, 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 the worst thing is, he's your enemy. He wants to destroy you. And you know that when you know the secret of a person, you can hurt them. Okay? Even in military, if they have military secrets, that's why they have, uh, they hide secrets. Okay? They... They hide it because of the enemy. And the enemy knows the secret. The enemy is stronger than you are. Now when the devil or the enemy that you have knows your secret. What does it mean? It means he has an upper hand. It means that he can work against you. And destroy you. Even before you realize it. Okay. So here we are in this world. Helpless. Because we have. One against us that's wiser than Daniel. Plus, there's no secret that I can hide from him. Okay? But the only hope is Jesus Christ. Amen. Because we have, we have one that's greater. Is he that is in you. Do you get that? How God, what a wonderful God. Greater, without, without Jesus Christ, there is no church. I want you to know that. The church is not built because of a man. It's Jesus Christ that builds the church. Upon this rock. Okay. And, and because Jesus Christ builds the rock. There is hope for us. Otherwise we'd all be defeated. You could not overcome the devil. There is no person can overcome the devil by themselves. It's only through Jesus Christ. By submitting to Christ. By submitting to Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and you, you can be tested or tempted and you don't even know. Here was Peter and the devil wanted to have him. And he was following Jesus and Peter didn't know. And uh, uh, the Lord said to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has desire to have you. Not, not only Judas, but also Peter. But he said that I have prayed for you. Okay? I have prayed for you. And your, your safety and your deliverance and mine is because Jesus Christ 
has prayed for us. If Christ didn't pray for you, you wouldn't be here tonight. You know why you, you clap your hands and praise the Lord? You know why? Because Jesus Christ has touched you. You can't do it without. Because there's something that comes inside of you that tells you, don't do that. And you believe that, well, well, you know, it's just you. Okay, if you believe it's just you, try and praise the Lord. Try and lift your hands up and give him glory. And you'll see that force that comes against you. It's not you. You're not just doing it because you want to do it. You're doing it because there's a spirit that's binding you. Something that's greater than you. When you can't talk, when you, when you get up in the morning especially, and you don't feel like praising God, what do you think that is? Huh? Oh, you can, you can do it, but that, I can clap my hands anytime. But that doesn't mean it's God. I'm talking about in the spirit. Clapping my hands and lifting up my hands and praising God in the spirit. You try that. If, if God doesn't touch you and the Holy Ghost doesn't touch you. You seen Brother Andrew a while ago and the Lord was touching him. Okay? But if God wasn't touching him, you mean that he could start crying and putting on and all that stuff? And if re you, everybody would know that that's not God. See, there's a difference between the real thing. Okay? You can tell when it's by, um, by might. Okay? When somebody's just doing it by their own might. And you, you, you do it by your might. But the scripture said it's not by might nor by power. But it's by my spirit, said the Lord. And, and that's why we, we mistake revival, uh, a genuine revival for something that's not even real. See, when it's genuine, when a, you receive a genuine touch from God, then you're going to feel the anointing. And when the Lord is in the church, you don't have to stir it up and, and whoop it. Somebody say, why don't you have revival? Well, why don't you have revival? Hmm? How can you have revival without the Holy Ghost? Huh? You don't start a revival because, because I, I've been in this city a long time. And I've seen revival and I've seen it wear out when we try to milk it and went too far. See? Yeah, and our, our God begin to do something in the church service or so. And they do something. Uh, when man begin to do something, it all wears off. You cannot fool the Holy Ghost. And you can do something. You can do something like it's the Holy Spirit. And people get amazed. But just watch. Okay? Just watch and see how long that lasts. Where it'll take you. Is it going to change your life? Or you're just the same, same old, same old. See, there's, uh, we're living in ages when demonic forces are so strong. All over the world, they're evil, demonic forces. You've got to be careful even walking on the street. You've got to be careful uh, at night. So anytime you've got to be careful. And, and, and people... People uh, uh, get uh, get discouraged easily. They give up God. You know why? Because there's no knowledge and no strength. When you really have a knowledge of God and fall in love with Jesus Christ, you don't, you don't give up God. There's nothing can shake you. But people just give up God just like that, like it was, you know, nothing. It's because you have lost that understanding and that knowledge uh, how you're fighting an enemy. And you don't quit when you're fighting an enemy. A real soldier doesn't run away and desert his army or desert his nation. But he stands there. You understand that? How much more a child of God? See, and you fight, you're fighting, you're fighting evil spirit. Then he says that, behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. And I could go through the book of Daniel and show you how much wisdom that Daniel had. How much power that Daniel had. And he was a wonderful man. And he says... Also, there is no secret. There is no secret that they can hide from thee. Now that brings me to a point. Listen, that brings me to a point. If there is no secret, okay? If there is no secret that they can hide from him. Okay? Now, remember, listen to this. That God also has secrets. And you wonder why God hides his secret. Because your enemy... Is God's enemy. Can you get that clear? Now you have to hide from the devil. But most time. You cannot hide from the devil. He knows you and figure it out. And it's only God. That can hide a secret. From the devil. So the scripture said the secret things. Belongs to the Lord. He hides it. And that's why you have even. The little book in Revelations chapter 5. It's hidden. From the devil. From the days of the garden, 
The whole plan of God is hidden. And that's why when you take the Bible up, everybody says, I know the Bible. I quote, you can quote all the Bible you know. Quote it from Genesis to Revelation, every verse, and you still have not understand the plan of God. Because it's hidden. It's not revealed. You quote it, but it's not revealed. That's why when you read the seals, read about the seals, it tells you that they're, they're, it's secret things. It's not open. And, and over in the, um, was it the fifth chapter of uh, Revelation? That when they search heaven, nobody could reveal the secret things of God. But hold your finger right there. But go to Daniel. Back in Daniel 12 chapter, I think it is. Brother uh, Ed, if you put it up there. Where, uh, uh, what, 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 what does verse 4 says? Let me see right there. Verse 4. Uh, no, this one, Ezekiel 4. Uh, 3. But thou, oh Dan, no, okay. I'm in Daniel 12. Okay, let me go, go to verse 1. Go to verse 1. I'm trying to get these um, right in order right there. At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble. That's coming into the tribulation, great tribulation, and so on. Okay, and, and the Jews will go through, Israel will go through a lot of, of trials. It's called Jacob's trouble. Okay, it's a, a time of trouble or Jacob's trouble such as uh, never was since there was a nation. Even to that same time and at that time thy people shall be delivered. Everyone, notice, everyone, read, you know we read it so, oh everybody's going to go to heaven. Make sure your name's are written in the Lamb's book of life. Even everyone that shall be found written in the book. That's the Lamb's book of life. That's what you're working for. Lord, is my name in there? See, so I've got to prove to God that I'm going to serve him. I'm, I'll never cause a trouble if you put me in the kingdom. I will not divide. I will not destroy. I will not turn against you. I will not, I will not join the gangs. I will not turn against you, Lord, but I will follow Jesus. And you prove that by being in the church now. Okay? You're showing God that I'm not a troublemaker. Okay? I'm not influenced. Nobody can influence me. They can talk, but I'm not going to waste my time listening to them. I'm not going to be influenced. What do you think you're doing? You're proving to God that you will never come under satanic influence. Okay? That's what the church is for. You're not just coming to church because you have nothing to do. You're coming to prove to God that you will go to church. You will not forsake the assembling of yourself together. You'll not be a troublemaker. If God, if you ever put me in the kingdom, I will never cause a trouble. See, Lord, look, in the church, I made my mistake, but I repent. But from here on out, I want to serve you with all my heart. You have to do that. If you don't do that, you'll never be in the first resurrection. You'll never because the church is the place where we are being proved. And your name has to be written. Go before God and cry. Lord is my name written in the Lamb's book of life. Will you please? It's there in the Bible. Lord, there's about four or five different books. And make sure your name is in the book of life. And ask God, said Lord, is Malachi uh, 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 said it. That day that feared the Lord uh, uh, spake often one to another. Like we are speaking uh, how many times a week. And the Lord hearkened and heard. And a book of remembrance. Was written for them that thought upon his name. You've got to think about God. Yeah, you just don't. God, and, write, and then your names are written. In the Lamb's book of life. It's wonderful the Bible. It's a wonderful book. But we need to be taught the word of God. And we're lacking teaching. And that's why we're so easy influenced. And everything pull us away. But you need to be grounded. Settled. You need to be nailed down in the things of God. Where somebody pulling you. But like that tree over there. Out there you pull it but you can't root it up. And you're grounded and says that he shall be like a tree planted. Are you planted? Or anybody can root you up with an idea. But you're planted by the rivers of water. And then you're going to bring forth fruit in the season. Nobody gets in. Nobody gets in without uh, uh, approving that God to God that you'll never, you'll never turn against him. So the next verse that says that... Um, and many of them that sleep, look, look, in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame, and everlasting contempt. Okay? And they that 
be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that uh, turn many uh, to righteousness uh, as the stars forever and ever. And what was I saying? How wise Daniel was. Okay. And then uh, in Revelation, uh, I'm, I was trying to show you how good and wise this man was. But yet it says that uh, this adversary was wiser than Daniel. And how God had to hide this secret. Eh? God has to seal it. Okay. But there's a little book over in the fifth chapter of Revelation. Go there right now. Let's, let's do that real quick. Joining up right here. And um, uh, if you continue reading Revelations uh, 12, it's all, it's also tell you about the book, right? Didn't it tell you about the book? Yeah, it tell you about the book, right? Okay, now in Revelations chapter 5, it says, I saw in the right hand. Okay. Okay, read that for me. I saw in the right hand. I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne. That's powerful. A book written within and on the back side sealed with how many seals? With seven seals. Okay, I want to show you that you've never read that book. Nobody has ever read that book. Nobody has ever opened the book. So there's so much in God that we don't even know. Okay? We don't even know. We need to humble ourselves, don't we? If you know the Bible, you're not moved. Because when someone said, I know it, you know they don't know it. Look at that. Next verse says, And I saw a strong angel. A what? A strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. How, how, how do you think that strong angels just get up there and just weasel it, talk, and he just get up there? No. No. The work of God is done by force. Amen. What do you think that the church is? It's force. Okay. The, the, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violence straight about God, God put a church in right in the middle of the devil's territory. You talk about an invasion. The cross is an invasion. It was God invasion invaded the territory of the devil. And you take it. The, the, the church is not something that you run from the devil and you're crazy. It's where you blow the trumpet. The church is a dreadful place. But it's because we have lost it. I mean, you go back to when Paul preached. Huh? Kings tremble. When, when they sung praises, prison houses shook. And the prison went open. Here, we can't even shake dandruff out of our own hair. We're so weak. And every little thing we try to compromise with somebody and somebody only, and we're afraid that nobody will come to church. But you preach the word of God, there's going to be somebody that loves the church and loves the word of God. And after all, the church is not yours. If they don't come, that's not your problem. My God. Angels are visiting. But the preachers are afraid. You can't be afraid because God's not afraid. And God's not coming back for a sick, weak church that's filled with devils. You got to chase them out. That's why I give us power to chase out the enemy. I saw a strong angel proclaiming, well, what? It's louder than I'm preaching. Somebody say, oh, you talk too loud or you do this or oh, you're too mean and you did this. Did what? When somebody wanted to tear up God's church. They, you push them out. You preach them out. That's what a pastor does. And leave the result to God. That's what God sent you for. You got to correct it. A loud, a loud voice. You think he's just come to church if you want to? No. I saw a strong angel. Proclaiming with a loud voice. Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? Look at that. Look, I want to show you something. Okay. 
I'll show you. Let, let, let's go on. Next verse. Is that next verse? No man? Who? No, 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 it's here. This voice that was sounded was loud enough so you could hear it in heaven, you could hear it under the earth, and I think under the earth, under the sea. How loud was that? And no man in heaven, you know, we talk, oh, I just, the Lord told me this, and I just look in the face of God. You did? What does it look like? Oh, he had a long beard. Go sit down, sit down. You didn't see a thing. We live in a crazy age. And because people don't want to go to church, they gather in little groups and, you know, let's have a prayer meeting and let's talk about God. You stay there and see what happened to you. You're going to be sad. Look at that. No man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth, nobody, whether alive, dead, past, present, no, nobody was alive. That's a lie. Was, look, look at it. Was able to, one, open it. This one you can, you can open the pages. But that one you can't even open the pages. They were not able to open the book. Hold on. Needed to look at it. So something is happening. Eh? Huh? Where, where's that book that you're not able to open or even look on? And yet we are ready. Eh? We are ready. We come to church. We got all stuff in our life and we want to tell us they're ready. This is serious. And he says that. Next verse. And what happened? I, you would reap too if you have a touch of God. Nobody was able. Alive, dead, under the earth was able to do it. And I wept much. Because no man was found worthy to open and to, re, and to read the book. That means read it, interpret it. I needed to look on it. Isn't that sad? You see, but we don't know that. We think we know. I already know it. You don't. Don't fool yourself. Go home and read the Bible like it is. You can't even open it. And look at it. You said, I, I had my Bible last night and I opened it. This is only a small part of God. And he gives you something really like, so you could, you know, enough to make changes. It's a small part of God. I wept much because no man in was found worthy to open and to read the book. If you understand, we'd all be crawling on our face before God and ask him to forgive us. But because we don't know, we have pride. I'm talking about all of us. Okay, when you go back and read the Bible, if you really read it, you'll never be the same. You abhor yourself when you see the word. Oh, God help me. Woe is me. And all you can cry is holy, Lord. You're holy. Not me. But God's going to raise up a ministry that's not afraid. That's going to preach the word of God just like. And there's going to be a multitude that's going to turn. Not, not now. But God's going to push back rebellion. Believe it or not. I'm not saying it. It's God. If I don't do it or that one don't do it. There's a Lord angel that he has. Strong angel. See and look there. Said, And one of the elders said unto me. Weep not. Why not? Behold a lion. Look at that now. That takes you in scriptures. That takes you all the way back to Genesis 49. The lion of who? The tribe of Judah. Who is that? Who is that? The root of David. Had prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals. How many? The seven seals there are. That is Jesus Christ, the only one. Jesus Christ is the only one. That's why he come in Revelation with a little taste. But it's fully, there's still a book. A little book that is to be open. Still a little book that is to be open. And it has seven seals. And the seals have not yet been broken. There's a time I thought that some of them were broken, but it's not yet. You know what? Because it comes after after the catching away of the, the bride and the, 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 the revelations 
uh, three come to an end, the church age, and all of that lesson that we've been giving you, and in Revelations 4, when the one sit on the throne, and his face was like jasper and sardine, and all that, and the elders fell down. Describe what a jasper and a sardine looked like. Somebody said, I see God. That's only a stone, an impression of God. No man has seen God at any time, Jesus says, save the only begotten son. You've seen God? What does he look like? You have not seen him. No man has seen God. No man can see God, the Father. And Jesus Christ is a revelation of God, the Father. You need to know that. Otherwise, we run around with crazy idea. Oh, I saw God. I went to heaven and I... No, you did not. You didn't see God, the Father. Because even in chapter 4 and 5, when the elders came out and they saw the jasper stone and there, all they could say is holy, holy, and they fell on their face before God. How come you're still standing up if you saw God? I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven, no, that's, he was slain at Calvary, right? Having seven horns, that's power, authority, that's the seven spirit, and seven eyes, Okay, seven horns and seven eyes is the same. Which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. You need to find what those seven spirits are. You find them over in Isaiah chapter 11. There are seven spirits. And also in Revelation, it's there. Okay, next verse. And he came and took the book out of the right hand. That's the lamb. Remember, in chapter 4, he had it. Okay? And he sat on the throne and nobody could take it out. And that's why John was weeping. Because no one was found worthy where? In heaven? On an earth? To take the book. Until the elder, one of the elders said unto him, Weep not, because we found one. Only one. The lion of the tribe of Judah. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him, that's the father, that sat upon the throne. Is that wonderful? And when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. You see now, you see what God, when odors is perfumed. That's why when God comes in, he don't want to smell demonic force. He wants to smell a sweet perfume of the Holy Ghost. That's why God will leave a church, the presence of God leave a church when there's demonic activities. That's why pastor got to perfume it. When you preach the word of God and you clean up all that stuff, it's a perfume. And then God is able to come back in. If not, the church is over. Amen. The church is over. I don't care what you preach. I don't care what you say. I don't care what your fellowship even in your own life. You, have you ever gone a few days without taking a bath naturally? Don't do it. Even yourself can tell. Okay? You, you run away from yourself after a few days. And the same in, in, in a church. There are odors, spiritual odors that evil spirit brings. Devils bring odor. All kind of spirits come in. That church is over. God's not coming. The Holy Ghost is not working. So, how do you get that church? You've got to push with the word of God. Preach with the word of God. Push with the word of God. Until God breaks through. The Holy Ghost breaks through. Amen. You know, you, know, you, you, know, you know God can have church. That's why I said we're two or three are gathered together. Because God knows. And God wants a church that's clean. God's not looking for a crowd. Here's a Read Revelation 7. The multitudes that you can't. So God's going to have that. But what God wants now is sanctified, Holy Ghost, filled, spirit people that have that genuine anointing, the holder of the Holy Ghost. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down. Well, I ain't going to fall down. Who are you? God's not going to miss that from you and I. The four and twenty elders fell down. You can't stop it. Whether you like it or not, whether I obey it or not, it's going to be. 
they fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them what? Harps? No, no, harps is not a little string instrument. It's the word. You have a message. You have a message from the word of God, not from your brains. And not from a magazine. Okay? Not. Well, it's from the book. That's why it's a word that you learn. Every one of them have a heart. We heard that this morning. These young ladies were having hearts. One had numbers. One had uh, Exodus. One had uh, all over. You got to have a heart. What's your heart? When you get up, what do you talk about? Are you focusing on, uh, well, I don't like how the benches look. What do you, what do you focus on? What do you talk about after church? What do you get to get? Who do you meet after church? Do you, do you want to see a saint of God that's on fire or do you want to see a gossiper? Do you, do you know, that's what I mean. Birds of a feather flock together. If you're a gossiper, you seek a, and you can tell who's the gossipers in every church because they have a mark. And you can tell the praisers in a church. The one that loved God, lift your hands up. The one that want more of God. Can't you see that? That's called discerning of spirits. That's called discerning of spirits. This is no time to play games, brother. It's time to hit the floor and cry out to God and tell him he's holy and please have mercy on me. It's time to put away sin. The secret sins. Because the devil knows. Can't fool the devil. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every, you see that, it's people, kindred, tongues, People and nation. These are not angels. These are people that's been redeemed with a message. They hear the message and they turn. Amen. They listen to the sound of the trumpet. I was going to preach that from this morning about the sound of the trumpet. But I get it. And that's made us. Look, up, look, look what happened. Made us. You have to be made. And has made us unto our God, what? Kings and priests. So there's a check. Do you know what a king and a priest is? Huh? And for you to sit on a throne, you've got to have a ministry that mold you. What? The, 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 in the royal family, British. They have to train those. He doesn't be a king unless he's trained. And grow up as royalty. The same thing in the house of God. You have to... Trained royalty. King priests. We think that God's going to just put you on a throne. And you govern ten cities. That's not the way it is. God's going to make sure. And that's why God has been taking so many, many thousands and thousands of years. Because he's going to get. Eh? He's producing a kingdom of righteousness. Trust me. When it's over, there will not be one sin. That will enter into the new Jerusalem. Not one sin. Everything will be gone. And behold I create a new heaven. And a new hurt. Read it. Where in dwell righteousness. Everything that's got to come out of this, this heart. And your tongue speak righteousness. Hmm? You, you think it's a joke. But it's not a joke. You think it's a joke? You think God's joking with you? You think God's fooling with you? We've had to change. All of us has to change. The church must change. That's why there's so much sickness and all of that disease going on. And we wonder, we, you can develop all the, the cure you want to. You can go ahead, but there's no cure for the seven seals. And when the wrath of God is poured out, COVID is not, is not the seven seal. It looks like, but it's not. And has made us unto our God. Look at what he does. The change that's going in your life. He take you from the fallen nature and he made us kings and priests and we shall reign where? On the underwear? No, no. You're going to be in heaven forever and ever and ever. No, you're not. 
if you're blessed of God to make it, you reign with him on the earth. I don't care where wherever Jesus is, he's fine with me. But the actual way Jesus is, it's heaven. Amen? Okay. And I beheld, let's look at this here now. I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. And the beasts and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000s. And thousands of, what a lot. You see that? God's not short. God is not short. You, you go there and say, oh, God is so short. Here's where, here's where we think that God is so desperate. But he's not. He's not. Have you, have you ever heard about the, the merchant man that sold everything he has to find? One pearl of great price. And when he found it, he sold everything. Nothing was important. And he went and bought the field. He'll buy you. If you have that pearl. He'll sell everything he has. And buy you. That's how much one soul is worth. If you can produce one bride member. I'm not talking about just you know. One overcomer bride member. Is worth more than all the world. So God, God makes sure he fine tune them. For you to be in the first resurrection, he's going to fine tune you. And so an entrance has to be ministered unto you. If not, you're not going to be in there. You, you can say, yes, I am. Oh, grace. You don't even know what grace is. Grace is more severe than law. Hmm? But a church, you know, a lot of people want to tell them, oh, you're just ready for the kingdom. You're going to be, oh, don't worry about that, pastor. They tell you you're not ready. You're ready. No, you're not. They're lying to you. And so you sit back. Okay, nothing is going to happen to you. All you have to do is say, Jesus, you're my Lord. And uh, what's up there? Uh, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Even the devils know that. There's got to be a change in your life. you got to get rid of that old Adamic nature, the old you that you came in this world with. Fiery, controlling. That even the cats are afraid of you. Amen. A loud angel. It's time to change. Saying with a loud voice. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength. Honor, glory and blessing. That's what the kingdom is going to be. That's what Jesus is going to have. And you're going to be a part of it. Keep serving him. That's it? Oh, okay. And every creature... Which is in heaven and on the earth. So some in heaven, some on the earth. And under the earth. Well, and such as are in the sea and all that are in them. Be heard I saying. What? Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You need to know this. You need to know this. Blessings and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Forever and ever. And I give Sister Joy a challenge. She comes up here challenging us about uh, Ephesus and the seven churches, which was good. But I give her a challenge by knowing next week to be able to come and say blessings and honor and glory and power be unto him that seated upon the throne and unto the Lamb. For how long? Forever. And ever you get that in your heart, you're gonna be different. You won't be so mean and grumpy and crouchy and all that stuff. You love God. Blessings and honor and glory and power and what? Be unto you. For how long? For the one that's seated. I want to show you what's gonna happen. Okay? When you get in the presence of God, it's gonna be where uh, Michael Gabriel, where's my where's my mansion? And not like that. You're intelligent being. Intelligent. And what you get, get there before, what are you going to do? And every creature, every creature, here's the message now. Every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard, heard I, I heard saying, 
they weren't just sitting there. They, they opened their mouths. Okay, they were praising God. They were honoring God. They reverenced God. And I heard them saying, Blessings and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Brother, we are in a time for victory. We are in a time for shouting. That's why you serve God. And is that the last verse? One, one more verse. And look, notice here now what happened. What happened when they begin to praise God? I'm, I'm showing you. I'm showing you a little bit what heaven is like. Or the kingdom or the new earth. Or when Christ take over in the millennium reign. Now, we are not in the church age now. It's not the church. Now, you can't do what you want to do like in the church. You can't do that because it changed on you. And now it's judgment. Chapter 4 and chapter 5 is judgment. And now here, what happened? First, he said every creature. That means everybody that's there has to partake. Okay, in the worshiping of God. Said, I won't do it. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. And you'll do it God's way. God, we will do it God's way. But notice here the last verse. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worship him. Look at that. Look at that. Just seeing that. They worship him. Who is that? Who is that? That's Jesus Christ. That liveth forever and ever. What a time. Don't you think that's worth it? Suffering now? Give up God for, 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 for nothing? No, come on. Turn back. Listening to foolishness. Get that. Uh, you know. Look at what you heard tonight. Huh? This is what's going to get you ready. When you get in the kingdom of God, you won't. Well, I don't know what's going on. Eh? I thought they said we're going to have wings. Where's my wings? Who taught you? Huh? You're going to be on a higher level than any angel. Because you're going to be kings and priests. And you, if you serve God, you'll have a right to sit on the throne. That's what he said. They'll sit with me in my throne. That's the throne, what throne do you think that is? Not the throne in heaven. But when Christ comes to earth, he's going to have a throne. It's called the throne of David. And, and for you to sit with it means that you will have a, 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 a rulership. You, you, you rule under that authority. Okay? You can go as an ambassador somewhere or whatever God, assignment God has for you. But it's under the reign of that throne. You have the covering of that. And you know what you're doing. Somebody say, it's when I get over there, I'm going to learn how to be a king and priest. No, it's now. Okay? It's now a pastor that knows, tell you how. Well, I don't think so. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Have you been to university up here? Or college or somewhere? Huh? They tell you what to do. They tell you how it is. Okay? So right now, is that somebody's got to tell you. And you don't believe, you don't believe. But there's... Have you checked the Bible lately? How many millions that you can't count? So somebody is, is not going to be missing. If you don't get it, nobody's going to miss you. If I don't get it, nobody's going to miss me. But listen, he says, let no one take your crown. It's a serious church. To serve God is serious. That's not a joke. You're running a race not to lose. This is greater than the Olympics. Because this is eternal life. He says forever and ever. As long as eternity lasts. You'll be worshipping him. It's not just one time you say blessing and honor and glory. That's an eternal duty. That you've got to do. Oh I want to serve him. Come on. I want to serve him. I want to serve him. And this little message goes around the world. Not just here. And somebody hear it. I said, hallelujah. Somebody gets it. Because people are tired of just these little faint, weak, hurtly promises. How are you going to get a better job and a raise? Okay, that's good. Yeah. But is that all I have in life? Oh, you get a nice car or a new car. No. When, when you feel that power and that glory of God, all of those things. Paul said, I count them but dumb. You, you handle them very well. You get, you, get, you get a stimulus check. Yes, but I'm not living for that. 
You get that? You don't live for your paycheck. You live for God. So every day, I, I almost, every day is a new day for you. Every day is a new day. I almost uh, slip. But every day is a new day. Amen? Do you get that? Are you happy now? So you want to leave this church tonight rejoicing. What a weekend we've had. Huh? Hmm? There's no secret. I remember I, I, I took you to the little book, okay, that had the secret that no one could open. It had the secret in it until the Lamb of God came and took it and he opened the book. And he tells us, if there was none that was found, if Jesus, you know why Jesus could do it? Because he was God and man. If he had came and he was only man, he couldn't do it. But because he was the God man and because he died and he spilled his blood, he was worthy. Now, what does that mean? What, here's, here's what we read it. But what does that mean? Here's what it means that if no one was found worthy. Okay. No one was found worthy to take the book. The eternal everlasting plan of God would never have been revealed to us. You would never know it. Because nobody could break the seal. Nobody could take it and get into the mind of Almighty God to know his future plans. To know who was and his, but who is to come. This is awesome. This is not a joke. That's why the devil don't like it. And he doesn't like me and I don't like him either. Never don't like me. I don't like you know what? Because I stand up and preach. I'm a preacher. I'm not an entertainer. I'm a preacher. I chase devils out. You have one life to live now. Live it for God. And I've been I've been through the, been around the world. I've been so long that you mean come this far and miss God and and compromise? I'll preach this word to the benches because there's a God. He hears you. And you preach not to people, not for people, but for God. You preach as a messenger of Almighty God. All right. Thank God for tonight. I hope you I hope you